Hey everybody, welcome back to Stuff You Don't Need to Know. This is Jay, and if you hear a lot of noise in the background, uh, that's because I'm pretty much recording this in the middle of uh, a very bad storm, thunderstorm, thunder, lightning, rain is pouring down, so what better time to talk about a great DC animated movie, Justice League Dark. Um, I really got to give it to DC, you know, they really do a great job with their animated films. I mean, one or two might not be as good as some of the others, but uh, I mean, really for the most part, I think that DC animated films really do a great job, and I think Justice League Dark is a really good example of that. So this film came out in 2017, Uh, you know, you could find it if you have a DC Universe app. Uh, you know, you could rent it. Uh, I'm sure it's on... Uh, actually, I don't think, given the fact that it's on um, DC Universe, I don't think you're going to find it on any other streaming services. So, DC Universe, or head on down to your local DVD store, if they are even still around. I don't know. But, basically, what I really think is great about this is, you know... It shifts the focus away from the main Justice League. Uh, Yes, Batman is in it, and and Batman is a key figure, almost sort of like he is a member of Justice League Dark. Um, But really, outside of that, I mean, this story focuses on really some secondary characters who I feel never really got a fair shake. I think they're starting to get a fair shake now. They're starting to get a little more recognized now. Uh, You know, talking about Constantine, uh, talking about Zatanna, Deadman, Swamp Thing excuse me, uh, Etrigan. I mean, these these characters are pivotal in this film. And I think it's great that they're finally given a chance to really kind of shine and star in a film on their own. Uh, just a little bit of a side note. After this came out, Justice League Dark, uh, the CW Seed proceeded to do a Constantine animated series. And that's the thing is, Constantine... Constantine's a pretty interesting character. Uh, you know, first debuted in Swamp Thing, I believe, way back in 85. Um, you know, would pop up here and there in Swamp Thing. Uh, didn't really, I think, I think maybe, and if I'm wrong, message me, let me know. But I think after Crisis on Infinite Earths, uh, we started seeing more Constantine. Um, he had the comic Hellblazer. Uh, that was kind of more sort of on, um, that was sort of, I think it was put out more by Vertigo, uh, which was kind of more of like the edgier and and sort of more of the mature mature themed DC comics. Um, And we saw him there. Now, Keanu Reeves portrayed Constantine in a film of the same name, Constantine. And the thing is, is at the time, is I think mm, pretty much every average viewer was just like, oh, he's just this guy named Con... Like, not knowing that it is based on a comic. Um, comic book fans, I know, really kind of trash on that film and, and Keanu Reeves' portrayal. I've talked about it here. I've talked about it on other podcasts. I was okay with it. It was an okay movie. I was really kind of happy just to see Constantine on the screen because um, I never really read Swamp Thing. Uh, back then, because just because uh, 85, so I was about 14 years old, uh, I was looking for stuff that was different, but I don't know, like, I just, 
I didn't get it. Like, I didn't get Swamp Thing. Um, you know, and that's the thing is, I was reading other stuff at the time. I was reading, like, uh, Sandman, uh, Shade the Changing Man. I don't know, but for some reason, Swamp Thing... Swamp Thing just didn't appeal to me. Um, when I started seeing the Hellblazer comic, I was like, okay, you know, this is pretty interesting. And I really liked the character of John Constantine. Um, I, was, I was really happy to see him on screen. Again... The Keanu Reeves movie was, eh, it was, eh, it was okay. Was it? I mean, it was to me. It was a decent portrayal of John Constantine. Whatever, you know. It, it, it's. I don't think it's as bad as like hardcore comic book fans make it out to be. But again, I'm not saying, wow, it was a really good movie, guys. Give it a chance. I mean, it was, it was okay, mediocre at best. Um, they did a live-action Constantine show, uh, Matt Ryan, who voices Constantine here, and is really kind of the current actor that portrays him. Uh, he portrayed him in the live-action series, Constantine, which only went for one season, much like Firefly, big injustice there, but um, he's now currently on um, Legends of Tomorrow. Constantine uh, is now a member of the Legends, and we get to see him there, and I'm really hoping that they give... Constantine, a solo show, and they really give it a chance. If they do it on DC Universe, uh, if they do it on the CW, wherever. Um, and like I said, after Justice League Dark came out, um, I think this was before DC Universe. The CW, ha- you know, they have a, an app, the CW Seed, which kind of shows shows that you know maybe really weren't that popular. Uh, you know, they do have some original programming. They did put out um, a Constantine animated series, kind of like following up Justice League Dark, so I know I'm supposed to be talking about the movie, but just really want to touch base on Constantine, uh, because again, he's really the main focus in this one. He and Zatanna, actually. Zatanna uh, is another major player here, and I was really glad to see her in this one, and I was really glad to see that it's not just, hey, she's the girl that casts spells by talking backwards. She is so much deeper and so much more complex than that. Um... Of course, you know, she's had relationships with both Bruce Wayne Batman and John Constantine, uh, and both of them are, you know, they're here in this film. Uh, you know, her relationship, excuse me, her relationship with Bruce Wayne is, you know, I, I don't want to say they parted on, uh, they parted on decent terms, and I think they still have a pretty good relationship. However, her and Constantine uh, was not so good. So really what happens is, is in the beginning, we see uh, one of the major cities, New York, uh, Washington, wherever it is, uh, see somebody driving, and all of a sudden, it's like these creatures appear in front of him. You know, freaks out, runs him down, uh, he's driving down the road, and these creatures are just popping up out of nowhere. He's running them down. Um, Finally, I believe it's Superman, Superman stops him, and, you know, he's like, what have you done? And the guy's, like, confused, and he turns around, and he sees that he ran people over. And this is what we're seeing, is we're seeing incidents of this all over the globe, where people are attacking other people, thinking that they're seeing creatures, monsters, and, and whatnot. So, you know, we're sitting there uh, in the Justice League, head, uh, Justice League HQ, and, uh, you know, it's Wonder Woman who says, you know, this is most likely magic. And Batman is just like, you know, magic. And she's like, you know, Bruce, we've come up against magic before, you know, like like Shazam. Shazam's powers are based on magic. And he has a great line where he goes, the criminally insane don't rely on the excuse of magic. And he said, you know, maybe if you spent more time in the street than flying over it, you'd know what I mean. And he walks out. Um, 
so he's totally not buying it at all, this, this whole magic angle and everything. Um, until he gets home, gets back to Wayne Manor, and we're introduced to Dead Man. Now, Dead Man is probably a character that even, I would say, casual comic book fans and whatnot, you know, it's, it, it, I don't want to say it's a deep pull, but, you know, Dead Man is, is not, you know, a top-tier character. Uh, Dead Man is basically uh, a former acrobat by the name of Boston Brand, I believe that, that was his name, um, and he's basically now sort of like a spirit. Uh, he's able to possess, you know, living beings uh, and control them. And he's kind of like, and I'm really just giving a very general overview here. It, it's it's kind of like, I don't want to say he's like an avenging angel, but it's like he's he's got to set things right. Uh, he knows something is up here. So he basically comes, he possesses Batman briefly, and when, or Bruce Wayne, I should say, when Bruce Wayne snaps out of it, you know, it's uh, he, he had been in the bathroom taking a shower. So, you know, the mirror is foggy, and he sees a word written, on there, Constantine. Um, you know, so he's like, okay, magic, fine. Uh, you know, I got to, uh, you know, got to find Constantine. So he knows there's one person who most likely can find him, and that is his old friend Zatanna. So he goes to her show, uh, where we see Zatanna, of course, performing magic. Um, another funny exchange here, because uh, she makes some elephants disappear, basically. And uh, he goes backstage, and he's like, you know, Hope those elephants are okay. You hate to have PETA on your back. And she goes, you're assuming they were real in the first place, Bruce. How you doing? And he's like, he just cuts to the chase. He's like, I got to find John Constantine. Do you know where he is? And she's like, nah, I really don't. Dead man appears again. He possesses Batman. And he's like, you know, Z, it's me. And she's like, Boston? Yeah. You know, Batman needs Constantine's help. You got to find him. You got to come too. This is really important. Um, But since Batman has a very, very strong will... Boston can't really hold on to him for very long, but Satana realizes, like, okay, you know, this is not just Batman wants to see who this guy, like, something serious is going on. So they head out to find Constantine. Now we get a flashback here where we see Constantine and Jason Blood. Um, they're, you know, they're engaging, and again, you have to kind of know Hellblazer and Constantine. They're basically engaging the Demons 3 in a high end poker game. Um, Constantine lives in something called the House of Mystery, which contains incredibly rare and valuable magical artifacts. He's essentially the guardian of them. And um, he's playing poker against these demons, and he's looking for... um, He's... You know, he's he's actually looking to cheat them. And, uh, you know, he basically bets the House of Mystery against them. And really what happens is is both sides really realize that they're both cheating. Constantine is cheating. The Demons 3 are cheating. A big fight breaks out. Uh, like I said, uh, Constantine is with his friend Jason Blood. Jason Blood is sort of the host for the Demon Etrigan. And uh, that's basically what happens is, is Constantine did this on purpose. He did it on purpose to start a fight. Uh, and he basically forces Jason to summon Etrigan, and Etrigan, you know, banishes the Demons 3, Constantine gets what he wants, but in the process, he loses his friend Jason Blood, because he's like, you know I don't like that, you you forced me into it, and, you know, thanks a lot for nothing, thanks for nothing. Um, we finally do meet up with, uh, we do meet up with Constantine, and like I said, Constantine lives in the House of Mystery, and the House of Mystery kind of has, like, a, a living spirit that's sort of, like, the caretaker of the house. It's sort of like, almost like a living embodiment of the house. I, I, again, you know, if any of this sounds kind of interesting, or if you watch Justice League Dark, and it seemed pretty interesting, go back and find old Hellblazers. You know, uh, 
Constantine comics, things like that. Like, really look for it because it's it's really good stuff. It's really great stuff, and he he's just a fascinating character. Um, but sort of like this living spirit is known as the Black Orchid, and again, I mean, what's great about this? Like I said, yes, Batman is in it, you know, and he's he's one of the big three. He really takes a back seat in this. I mean, it's really. Uh, Constantine and Zatanna, you know, and even Deadman. I mean, they're really the major players here, but it's almost like Batman is used for comic relief. <coughs> Excuse me. It's almost like Batman is used uh, for comic relief from here on out, you know, which is really something that the character of Batman, you know, Batman 66 aside, you know, Batman is not there for comic relief, but it's comic relief in a Batman way. So uh, the Black Orchid, who's the living embodiment of the House of Mystery, you know, she comes in contact with Batman, and she's just like, you know, you have you you have such like a dark and twisted mind, and conflict, and regret, and this and that. You know, basically, she's like, how how do you how do you deal with it? And he's just like, I have a butler. Uh, great line there. And um, you know, they decide like, okay, we're gonna find out what's going on. People are seeing demons. This is definitely you know next to level stuff stuff, as uh, you know, Will Smith would have said in, in Men in Black. Um, you know, so, excuse me, so Constantine goes to his friend, um, Richie, Richie Simpson, uh, Richie Simpson is in the comics, a good friend of John Constantine's, in the comics, though, he was turned into a demon, here we see that, it was like the two of them were sort of like, uh, kind of like these bad boy, you know, magic users, mages, I would almost kind of compare it to, um, if you ever watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Giles. You know, Giles was Buffy's watcher. He was this very straight-laced guy, but when um, a friend of his from jolly old England shows up, starts calling him Ripper, we find out that back in the day, Giles uh, wielded magic and and the dark arts along with this guy, and they were in a gang, and he was a badass. Um, You know, and that's what we get here with Constantine and Richie. It's like, back in the day, you know, these guys were wheelers and dealers. They were magical conmen, essentially. Um... And, you know, Constantine's like, uh, you know, Richie can help us out because he has a, he has a powerful artifact uh, that can kind of help us figure out what's going on here. Uh, when they show up there, we get uh, Shroud Spirits of Death are kind of like outside of the house. And they're basically uh, the spirits, kind of like if you ever saw the movie Ghost, uh, it's kind of like that. They're the spirits that drag you to hell. And they're waiting for Richie to die. Richie has terminal cancer. Uh, again, he did, not leave a, he did not lead a great life. So the spirits are there, you know, they're ready to drag him to hell. Uh, and again, you know, of course, Batman can't see any of this, you know. Um, and he's just like, you know, he asks, he asks Deadman, he's like, who are they talking to? And he's like, you know, Shroud Spirits of Death, you know, they basically drag you to hell. Well, they realize Batman's there. They come over and they're like, this one has cheated us many, many times. It's vexing. And they're floating around him. Batman, I mean, I guess he assumes that they're there. He just goes, boo scares away the shrouds of death the spirits that are going to drag you to hell are scared of batman uh really what we get from here on in is you know uh richie at first does not want to help them out you know he blames constantine you know you left me high and dry Uh, i'm dying of cancer now you know and it's no thanks to you you just kind of tossed me aside because that's the kind of guy you are you know you're a con man and uh you know forget about it so very reluctantly, though, he does decide to help them. Uh, you know, they realize that this is very, very powerful magic. Um, and basically, somebody is wielding some magic to create chaos because they want to get, excuse me, they want to get, um, 
they want to get something known as the Dreamstone, which uh, a piece of it Constantine does have in the House of Mystery. Uh, they want to get this this um, artifact known as the Dreamstone, which can bring back a very powerful sorcerer. Very powerful sorcerer named Destiny. And this is where Etrigan kind of comes back in. Uh, Jason Blood returns to basically say that, you know, he kind of gives the backstory on it. Uh, Destiny was a very powerful wizard back in the days of Merlin, uh, was looking to take over all of Great Britain. Um, You know, Merlin, Arthur, all of them, they fought Destiny. Uh, Jason Blood, who was a knight, uh, made a very noble sacrifice. Uh, to try to stop Destiny, uh, was mortally wounded. Merlin uh, summons Etrigan. Etrigan banishes Destiny away. Um, And then Merlin, knowing that, look, this is going to happen again in the future, binds uh, Etrigan to Jason Blood. And that's how we get Etrigan. Um, So the thing is, is they realize that it's, uh, you know, when they come back to Richie to kind of return the artifact... um, we see that he has been attacked. He is actually dying. Uh, the Shrouds of Death are there. They're going to pull him back. But of course, you know, we need to know what's going on. So Batman, that utility belt, he pretty much revives him. Richie's very upset about that. He was like, it was going to be over. Why did you do that? Uh, but he basically says, Felix Faust, another powerful sorcerer. Felix Faust is the one that did this to me. Uh, he's the one that wants the Dreamstone. They head out, uh, they contact Swamp Thing. Where is Felix Faust? He points them in the direction. Uh, they go to Felix Faust's, uh, I think it's called the Observatory of the Cosmos. And, you know, Faust is waiting for them. Um, he actually had cast, I don't know if it was like a spell or something like that, to basically to silence Zatanna, because he knows out of anybody here, Zatanna's the one that could really pose a problem to him so with Zatanna silence she's unable to summon her magic uh, and it looks like he's going to defeat the rest of the Justice League Dark but Zatanna of course finds the artifact that is keeping her silent destroys it and then summons power that she always knew was deep within her but she tried to keep down Um, I mean she really very easily dismantles Faust and is pretty much going to destroy him and a lot of other stuff, but it's Constantine that really kind of talks her down, you know, lets her know who, you know, that she has to remember who she is. Um, Because he kind of says in the beginning or when they first meet, you know, about the potential power she has and how she's always been afraid to use it. And her argument to him is you wield your power with no thoughts to the consequences of it. So that's what we get right here with that. Um, We find out though, Felix Faust did not attach, attack Richie. Um, you know, it was actually a ruse. Richie had lied because he wanted the whole team really away from the House of Destiny because he now, he possessed one part of the Dreamstone. He knows that um, Constantine has the other part. He heads over there. He destroys the Black Orchid. He gets it. Uh, you know, Constantine comes back and tells him, you know, don't do it. Don't forge the Dreamstone. Destiny's going to come forth. It's Destiny that's controlling you. But Richie's like, you know, no, like, I'm dying. I need this. This is what's going to save me. Well, Destiny possesses Richie, comes back, and just lays waste. Um, again, again, what we get here is we get another tremendous. You know, and at first it looks like Destiny is, is going to destroy them all. Zatanna, again, wields amazing power that she knows that she has in it to kind of fend off Destiny. She passes out in the process. The Justice League figures, okay, they have to get involved now. They come out. But Destiny pretty much casts that spell again where each and every member, they kind of see each other as demons. Uh, so we get, you know, Zatanna and Batman really just trying to dismantle the Justice League. It's great here because... Um, 
in one part in one scene we see uh, we see uh, John Stewart uh, one of the Green Lanterns uh, he's kind of the current Green Lantern in this uh, film he's taken on Batman because he sees Batman as a demon uh, you know Batman is fighting him and it's great because uh, they pretty much get down to hand to hand combat and it really looks like Green Lantern got the upper hand on him. He kind of steps back to do the finishing blow, but then he's like, his costume fades away. He's standing there and he's very, very confused. And we see Batman smirking, like Batman pulled the ring off of him. Um, you know, again, Batman is amazing. You're not going to beat Batman. Don't even try. You're going to have better luck going up against Superman. Probably not. Um, but pretty much again what we get is you know zatanna and batman kind of uh subdue the justice league they keep them under control um etrigan comes out etrigan comes out to really it's like you know it's his responsibility to kind of banish demons and whatnot he's going to banish destiny destiny strikes and actually ends up separating etrigan from jason blood uh constantine though ever the trickster ever the con man basically tricks um destiny into like he's going to sacrifice himself um destiny kind of pulls him within his magic orb you know within the magical protection dead man of course is hiding inside uh so constantine and dead man pretty much take the fight to destiny uh they mortally wound destiny um jason blood uh batman uh, and constantine destroy the dreamstone uh destiny is banished richie comes back and rich rich ah richie uh, like I said, Richie was dragged back to hell to basically ensure this never happens again. Uh, the Justice League kind of realizes that, yeah, magic is out there and we do need magical people in the Justice League. So Zatanna is offered a position. She accepts it. She comes to tell Constantine that, uh, you know, they want you in it too. And he's like, nah, Batsy will never go for it. And she's like, actually, it was Batman's idea. Uh, the two of them reconcile and, you know, that pretty much wraps it up. And like I said... I mean, I think this was a great movie. It's, I mean, DC, the DC animated films are incredible. Um, they really showcase, you know, characters and they really give, they really give you a very, a truer view of, of like what these heroes are like, you know, outside of the live action films. And again, this one was great because we really pull a lot of people from DC comics that, you know, Constantine, uh, Etrigan, Zatanna, Deadman, uh, even Felix Faust. I mean, these are characters that most, even, like I said, even avid comic book readers, you know, might not know who they are. And they're really brought to the, to the forefront here. And I'd like to see more. I'd like to see, you know, I'm probably going to watch the Constantine animated series. Uh, I would really, again, like to see a live action Constantine. I would like to see a Constantine movie done right this time matt ryan does a great job of portraying uh constantine i think he could definitely carry it over to the big screen and i really think dc dc should give him the chance guys thanks for listening uh if you are a longtime listener uh or even a recent listener hey listen if you're a listener of stuff you don't need to know uh in september i'm planning to do something called listener request month so what i'm going to do is I'm, i'm going to put something up on um instagram if there is a movie, a topic, you know, and you guys know the stuff I talk about, if there's something like that that you would like me to talk about, a movie, a TV show, something nerd-related, again, you see the stuff I talk about, um, hit me up, you know, send me a message on, um, send me a message on Instagram, and, uh, you know, I'll talk about it all month of September, so I'm prepping everybody now, so if there's something that you've always wanted me to talk about, just hit me up on Instagram, and in September, I most likely will talk about it. This is Jay, and I'll talk to you guys later.